top shelf fantasy. Hey, how you doing? It's Top Shelf Fantasy Pod Two Sixteen. It's uh, week three. Going heading into week three. We got our starts and sits coming up. You can see the full article on TopShelfFantasy.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Top Shelf FNTSY. Uh, September 23rd, this is weird as hell that we're not in person and I don't have the audio cue for, for the drop. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the intro. This is what we got going on. I know the the boys are ready to go. Craig started a TikTok. That's on the, uh, that's on the agenda here. So started, guess- didn't continue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you get the first one out of the way. You get some good views. I tried to figure out another one like two days later. I did, did not have. I still have yet to look up the video TikTok for dummies. So I like. I really realized how old I am now. When I first, like, you did the TikToks. I had to make a TikTok so I could go view it. And I'm like, the whole screen's just a video. I don't even know what else to click. And then I had Kara with me, obviously, and she's like, "Oh, you have to scroll." And I was like, "Oh fuck!" I'm, I've literally morphed into like my grandpa, and I have no idea how this technology works anymore. It's it's, it's passed me by. Yeah. Right, those those of you that are still listening after uh, after getting through that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I give I give credit to like so I have TikTok, and my entire TikTok feed is just fantasy football right now. Like right. I, like China's got the algorithm down for TikTok. <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. Like, I don't have the patience to figure it out. Like, part of me is just like, nah, I'm good. Like, right. I, didn't, I don't even care. But uh, anyway. it took me two years to figure out Instagram. And I'm like, that was that's it for me. I'm, I've Dude. learned all I'm going to learn. The we'll funny- give Greg a six pack, and he'll probably do a couple more. So <laughs> that's the funniest thing is like, there are like when I tried to actually do like a top five waiver ad, I was like, this I don't understand any of this. The time I actually made the TikTok, I just said record um uh side by side of the the guy did nothing but just be drunk and got 700 views so it's like that's where that's where the money is that's where the view is views are but boy oh boy i don't know what i'm doing um (laughs) let's get into the real stuff before we lose our actual yeah 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 we 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 have we have a few people rolling their eyes i'm sure so (laughs) we have uh good news and bad news uh we're gonna go through and then obviously starts and sits sleepers and dart throws so we have kittle george kittle george kittle sighting he's gonna play this week he has been cleared well how do you feel about that tom feel great i mean i'm i am i am trending to having one full healthy dynasty roster or fantasy roster across the five leagues i'm in nice i'm trending the right direction right i mean george kittle back with the groin with jimmy g love it love it i mean and one game kittle could come and outscore hawkinson's entire season so you're right back on track to beat me in that trade again (laughs) do you yeah. think uh do you think he didn't have a groin injury, but he had a Trey Lance injury? He had a Trey Lance <laughs> complex. Oh, uh, he said, I'm not playing with that guy. Oh, Jimmy's back. Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. I feel so much better. Uh, it's huge, though. It's huge for the offense. It's huge for Jimmy to have some success there. It's huge for I'd say every single aspect of the Niners team. So good to see him back. 
Um, it's in... been it's been so long, and he's played so less. I mean, uh, not often enough to even know what it might change to if he does take away targets from like Debo or Ayuk or anything. I don't know because uh, there's not not a big enough sample size. I just think he's no matter what, even if he sees no targets, he's such a good blocker. It's a plus for the offense. You know what I mean? For the, the right. running game, for Jimmy G to, to, to have more time. Um, however you look at it, it, it he's better than Ross Dwelly. We know that. So uh, just, this is just a complete aside, but uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Tra- I think it's Tra- yeah. Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey have a yes. podcast. And the I new, saw- new Heights. And they, Jason Kelsey's like, hey, uh, George Kelly, you want to know how to get more targets? Be a shittier blocker. Yeah. <laughs> only yeah. out there on fast plays. So, I mean, I mean, and it's a good point too, right? And uh, I think like he's startable. Plus, you shouldn't look at George Kittle coming back as a negative for the pass catchers because I, I do think now with Jimmy G under center, like they're liable to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. I mean, they did it last year and they won and everybody was involved. So, anyway. yeah. Between Jimmy G and no running backs left healthy on the roster, you got to pass the ball. So win-win. And he's not a – Kittle's not a sit-and-wait guy either. I know there's a lot of guys that I'll take a look at the week that they come back from an injury and go, eh, let's see if they still got it. Let's see if they're fully healthy. If Kittle is active, you play him in your lineup. I don't care if he ends up giving you zero. He has the upside to give you 40 out of your tight end spot and win you any week. Might be the only time you can play him this year. Right, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that's sad um keenan allen still limited uh after his uh I believe it's a hamstring injury um i don't know how confident i am in playing him if if justin herbert is also who is also questionable uh with his rib injury doesn't play so i don't know i don't even honestly know who the backup is for the charters Dave daniels is, oh, it's Chase Daniels. Okay. I honestly have no idea. That, that was my guess. So I almost wonder if if uh, Keenan's like game day status is going to be dependent on Herbert or not. Because I kind of agree with you, Craig. Like, if Herbert's not active, why would you trot Keenan Allen out there to potentially re-aggravate yeah. the hamstring? Right? You know what I mean? And from a fantasy manager perspective – do you want to hurt Keenan Allen playing with Chase Daniels? In that's Ohio? that's the I thing. Um, I think Mike Williams is still a good play either way. Um, I mean, they they have – I don't know exactly who their opponent is. I'm about to look it up right now. If anyone knows, it would be great. I think they're playing the Jags. If they're playing the Jags, then that's actually – pretty decent yeah, i do believe they are playing the jags um chase daniel is the backup but i was gonna say it looks like Allen's trending towards playing um he he was hurt uh what is it what am i looking for he missed one game already but he he almost not that had he played the last sunday instead of the thursday night game he would have maybe even had a shot at last week um so i think just the extra little time there should should benefit him so I think there's a good shot he ends up playing. He's been limited in practice, like we said, but um, like you guys are saying, if Herbert goes, I think he's definitely on the field. If Chase Daniel goes, it's probably 80-20, but I think he'll be out there. The question with him, and we've seen him do this a million times, is the decoy thing. Does he go out there and run routes and kind of just stay loose and be a decoy and end up seeing no targets and doing nothing? That is what worries me about Keenan Allen more than anything else. If he's out, great. You know he's out. You can plan for that as a fantasy owner. If he's active, but he's a decoy, we won't, we won't know that because they don't make that public knowledge. Yeah. If he goes out there and just stay close, we're sending him a top shelf towel or something like that. Yes. hundred uh, percent. Another guy, not probably not 
going to play is Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's been dealing with an illness, is all they tell us nowadays, um, since Wednesday. So he didn't travel with the team. So that's a big sign that he's not going to play. Um, there are talks. I did see that they said that he could fly out on Saturday, but we will know by Saturday if he is out because if he's not if he's not in Tennessee, then he's definitely not playing. Um, that will trickle down to Zamir White, Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, um, and I don't know what that other brown guy is, but it's not going to be who? Yacoub Johnson. Come on. Oh, the fullback from the former oh. Patriots fullback? Yeah. Oh, Yacoub Johnson, right. Uh, what, 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 yeah, they are. And what will happen, I guarantee – because I actually think this is a good start, whoever the running back is on this team this week. Um, if, if if whoever they run, I mean, if it's Brandon Bolden, Zamir White, whatever it is, one one of them is getting a touchdown. Like I, I do think Josh Jacobs or or the running back is a good anytime score bet. Um, but anyway, you know, if he doesn't play, that does I don't think it I don't think it hurts the team, uh, the receivers or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Cole Beasley signed uh, to play this week because hardly anyone else for the Tampa Bay Bucks is playing. Yeah, I mean, they are just decimated at wide receiver, whether it's the Evans suspension, the Godwin uh, injury. Uh, Julio's a game time decision, big questionable tag. Um, I mean, it's going to have to be Cole Beasley, Russell Gage, who's also dinged up. And who, I don't even know who else is still there. So Rashad Perryman, dude. Little yeah, this is, yeah, this Rashad is true. Perryman. Yeah, exactly. This is true. So those are your guys. Um, not ideal. Cole Beasley, again, veteran wide receiver, can pick up a playbook, at least from a simplistic side, pr- probably pretty quickly. So I'd assume him and Brady get on the same page uh, relatively early if he does, in fact, play. It's, it seems like there's a good shot that he's going to be out there. Um, one of the interesting things here is that Beasley gets signed so quickly after they needed wide receiver help when we're seeing guys like Kenny Galladay cleaning out their locker room, Will Fuller sitting out there and these guys aren't even getting a phone call. So pretty interesting thing just to, just to keep, especially if you're a dynasty player and you're holding any of these guys on your roster, it may be time to cut bait with the Will Fullers and uh, Kenny Galladay's of the world. They might be, they might be washed. Are you looking into a mirror, Daz? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I'm just talking to myself. Sir, I'm sir, just using this as my like my diary. This is <laughs> Dow's like therapy session. This is this yeah. is all the podcast. Just get it out there. Will Fuller is not good. And then I go as soon as we get off the podcast, I sit and like look at my team and I'm like, he's getting signed. Something's gonna sign him. <laughs> I go right back into my paranoid just, delusion. What if I drop wait. him and he gets signed by somebody else though? Just waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. Just waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. Week 12, dude, he's going to be in my lineup. League winner. Glad I'm paying him 13 bucks. Uh, CMC had a scare in the middle of the week. Um, They said he was sore. I mean, (laughs) we're going to deal with this all year long. Um, They've already come out. Actually, most teams have already come out and said that there's like, it's a natural thing that Wednesday is like a veteran rest day. Um, But they actually labeled his injury with an ankle. So get ready, everyone. It's, it's starting. He's already starting to break down. Yeah. He, um, like we'll he, see what we'll see what he does. If he was an NBA player, he'd be getting load management outs left and right. But unfortunately, he only has 16 or 17 weeks to play. So he's got to be out there for all of them. Um, unfortunate to see him end up on any injury report because it just starts the gears turning and all CMC owners heads like, OK, what what's really happening? How severe is it? What do we have going on? 
Um, then you have all the stories about the, I think I sent the thing over to you guys earlier today. The Panthers are tipping their plays. So now teams are oh, aware yeah. of when CMC is going to be running the ball. So we could be looking at the added convoluted mess of uh, head coaching or offensive coordinator change mid season. So everything in Carolina is a nightmare, but at least CMC is on the field for now. Mm-hmm. And uh, last piece of uh, silver lining news, Alan Lazard is going to play this week. He played last week, so I think it was expected, but um, good to see he's going to make back-to-back starts, something he struggled to do in his career to this point. Only healthy wide receiver for both starting uh, receiving cores in this game. Right. Um, this guy blows his opportunity. Every, every time there's just a piece of cake in Alan Lazard, he, like, falls down on the ground and, like, eats oh, a yeah. bunch. He just can't capitalize. It's one of those just almost sad just series of unfortunate events for him every single time that he has the opportunity to become that locked in Aaron Rodgers wide receiver, one favorite target. Nobody else is even on the field. He's like, I don't know. I'm pretty hurt. Yeah. I don't know. Not today. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll talk about him a little bit later. I didn't realize, well, not that I didn't realize, but if all the other wide receivers don't play, it makes, makes my take a little bit more interesting. But um, now we're going to go to players with limited participation throughout the week and that are game time or, you know, questionable decisions. Uh, so some of these guys might play. I think one or two might be on the out, but most of them I think are in the trending towards playing category. Uh, that's James Conner uh, with his ankle. Dawson Knox with his foot, Gabe Davis with his ankle, KJ Hamler with his knee and hip issue, uh, DeAndre Swift with his ankle. Pretty sure we know he's going to play. Hawkinson with a hip. Think we, he's going to play. Michael Pittman. I think I've already heard he's he should be good to go with his quad injury. Mikael Hardman has a heel injury that popped up on the injury report this week. Uh, Alvin Kamara's rib injury. He sat out last week and then um, had get some limited participation in. James Jameis Winston's dealing with a back and ankle injury. Uh, his back is actually fractured in six places. I think they said oh, up to six. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Can we just pause on Jameis for a second? Yeah. This man is a fucking riot in his press conferences. Have you? you yeah, yeah. On the bottom, there your ankles. What are your shoulders? Your hips. Dude's a psycho. I fucking love him. Sorry. He's he's he just dumb as a box of rocks. But oh, he I think so a, too. Yeah. He just goes out there and plays. Like you can't fault him for it. Um, I was gonna add to the Alvin Kamara thing. Apparently, he has rib cartilage fractures. I don't even know that's possible. I don't even know you so, can fracture cartilage. But just moving on. That's the first I've actually heard of that injury, but also the second player this year, and that was second to Justin uh, Herbert. Right. It's like, I didn't know. I thought you either fractured your bones or you just had like a cartilage issue. What can I fracture my ear cartilage next? Like, come on, man. But yeah, not important. You could. Seems pretty, seems pretty uh, pliable. Um, Canarius Tony's hamstring injury. Dontrell Hilliard with his hamstring injury. Kyle Phillips with his shoulder. Uh, those are the last of the questionables with limited participation. Uh, when you guys can take the DNPs this week? Uh, DNPs. Rondale Moore did not practice. He is actually officially out. Dalton Schultz, PCL strain or sprain. Seems like he's going to be a real game time decision. The coaching staff has not ruled him out yet, but I would think it's trending in that direction. Jerry Judy, ribs, chest, shoulder, you name it, he's got it. Um, he's, I think he 
uh, is still uh, trending again towards game time decision, but he's a real true, true questionable. Christian Watson's looking more like an out day by day with the hammy. Uh, he got dinged up last week. Sammy Watkins is in the same boat. Actually, I think I read Sammy Watkins actually officially out. Um, Randall Cobb is questionable as well. He's with an illness. So, I mean, I guess he could overcome it the same way we were talking about Josh Jacobs, but that's going to remain to be seen. Van Jefferson with a knee, Josh Jacobs, we talked about. Hunter Renfro is actually officially out with his concussion. He's still in the protocol as well. Um, Jacoby Myers with the knee, that popped up somewhat out of nowhere for the Patriots, and that's going to be a real struggle for the Patriots wide receiver core against Baltimore. Um, there's really just not much to, to like there. Uh, Wondell Robinson continues to be out with his knee. I don't think we've seen him on the field yet this season. Um, maybe this is the week, but I'm not sure it's looking that likely as of right now. Chris Godwin, Hammy officially out, and Julio Jones trending towards game time decision with a knee injury. So a uh, lot of implications for fantasy across the board with some of those names. I mean, that's those guys shape offenses, a lot of them on their team. So big names that you have to monitor as we cruise through the rest of tomorrow, Saturday, rather. When you hear it, it'll be today. Mm-hmm. I love how half the DNPs are either Packers receivers or Tampa receivers. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, how shitty. I'm surprised the NFL didn't try and flex this, right? Because it's it's in a primetime spot, isn't it? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, it's supposed to be the game of the week. Yeah, I mean, Tom versus Aaron Rodgers didn't happen all that much. And (laughs) they have no one to throw the fucking ball. Yeah. Wow. That might not be injury related on the Packers side. They did like <laughs> Monte Adams, like so fair game morons. Yeah, I mean that's that's just coming back to bite them every single turn they take this year. It's like, oh, I really wish we had one of those crazy, nasty, super ultra talented wide receivers. That'd be sick right now. Nah. <laughs> we'll play we'll play Sammy Watkins. Hey, week two Sammy. Week two Sammy. I don't. It's, it's funny. It's the Packers are feeling this way, but I know Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't give a shit. I just, I just got twenty million dollars more by letting Devontae Adams go. Yeah, he checks his bank account. He goes, Yeah, I was fine with that move. I stand by it. All right. Do we want to do stars and sits now? Stats and sits. Stats and sits. Yeah, let's take it away, Tommy. And your no, no triumphant turn. return. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take a start. I mean, I, I spent a whole whopping like five minutes on this, so take it for what you will. But I'm starting Ezekiel Elliott, right? I mean, who the fuck would have thought? I mean, Jesus Christ, I probably cursed him for the third week in a row. So uh, here's my reasoning on Zeke, okay? And it's logically whatever, take it for what you want. Uh, Zeke's never scored less than 10 points against uh, the Giants his entire career. Like, and for the most part, he's scored like owned them like over 16 points. So Zeke against Giants seems like a pretty good bet. And uh, I couldn't really think of another running back start because a majority of them are fucking hurt. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Jamal Williams could be another good one too. That may be a flex start there. But, yeah, I'll, I'll start Zeke this week if I got him. I know a lot of people are panicking on him. You guys talked about it uh, Monday, whatever the situation thing. Right. And I think a lot of people are starting to get to the point where it's like, did I waste my pick by taking Zeke? So I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about putting him on the bench. I'd keep him in the starting roster this week if you can. Yeah. I think a lot of your points hold up. I mean, he, he has owned the Giants and he's not going to score you five and a half points every single week. He's got a big game coming. Hopefully, this is it. If he gives you another bum week this week, we'll have a conversation in week four. The other thing, too, is like mentality takes over. And when, players start off slow that are 
ballers like Zeke is. He's his mentality is going to shift and try and punch some people in the mouth, kind of like Derrick Henry. At least that's what I'm hoping. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, another guy that started off slow and people are starting to question is playoff Lenny. Um, and that's my start of the week this week. Uh, I have no issue playing him, but uh, a lot of people are, 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 think, are thinking a little bit on their toes here. Uh, it's an easy game for running like we just talked about all of the wide receivers for both teams are out so i think it's just going to be a massive ground game on both sides um and you looked at what david montgomery did week one he looked terrible and then came out against the packers last week and absolutely torched him so if a guy like monty can do it last week i'm pretty sure a guy like fournette's going to do it this week and plus on twitter he told me he was getting a touchdown so uh i'm booking it there you go. If you can't take his word for it, who, who else's word are you going to take? I, I just real quick, I want to jump on the Fournette thing for a second. Fournette's like success largely in Tampa has also been in the passing game, right? So if they don't have pass catchers, I mean, Fournette could easily see 10 targets this week. So I just wanted to throw that out there that he's not, it's not just a ground thing with him. Like he has the potential to, you know, hit 150 total yards. That's yeah, he, he's really come up as a, almost a surprise as how as to how effective he's been in the passing game since joining uh, Tampa. So totally agree there. Uh, my start of the week is Garrett Wilson at wide receiver for the Jets. He, I don't think, got enough hype maybe at the beginning of the season um, or even preseason when we were doing our drafts. He wasn't a guy that people were taking high, even though he was a high draft pick. I think he's really come out and proven that he deserved that pick. And I don't start a lot of Jets ever it's really a, goes against every fiber of my being to start any new york jet but he's earned it 22 targets through two weeks seven and a half points followed up by 26 points the next week i mean 26 was a little bit inflated by two touchdowns but he's seeing the ball at huge target total so i'm gonna go ahead and just keep riding that wave as long as flacco's under center for new york i think garrett wilson's a must start for you 15 points is a fair expectation for his output the moment Zach Wilson comes back, I start, you know, questioning it a little bit. I'll probably even maybe take a wait and see game on him. But right now, Flacco under center, Garrett Wilson in your starting lineup, win in your win column. It's that simple. Book it. All right. Nobody disagrees. I'll head over into my sit. <laughs> um, my sit of the week is Antonio Gibson. I just can't justify starting Antonio Gibson this week. Um, I don't think that he has a favorable matchup coming his way, not only in terms of the matchup he draws, but I think the, the game script is not going to work in his favor. They're playing Philly this week, and we just saw them absolutely stuff Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, who I just think are both superior running backs to, to Antonio Gibson. Now, Gibson does a good amount of work in the passing game, but in this game in particular, I think you're going to see Carson Wentz trying to work the ball downfield to Curtis Samuel, and not Terry McLaurin, but Jahan Dotson, because Terry McLaurin's going to draw a bad matchup with Darius Slay. So all of that wraps up into Gibson's probably not on the field that much. If he is on the field, he's probably blocking. And if he's on the field and he's running the ball, he's probably getting stuffed by one of the best front sevens in the league. Just sit him. You've got better options. Somebody who's not going to give you six points and maybe less than that. Bingo. This, uh, this might be a good time to remind the – the listeners that Brian Robinson is two weeks out. Um, don't love Anto uh, Antonio Gibson. I agree with you. So 
if if Brian Robinson's sitting out in your free agency, please please go find a way to pick him up. Just do that. Hundred percent. He needs to be on your roster now because after this week, he's probably going to cost an arm and a leg. If it's a fab budget, you're going to spend fifty bucks on him just to get him. This might be a good time to plug the uh, article Scotty does. Pick up pick up players now before the game start. I guarantee Brian Robinson will be on there. Yeah. Yeah, check out that article, topshelffantasy.com. Um, uh, my sit of the week is Alan Lazard. Um, even with him playing and being the only one wide only wide receiver that they have healthy. Um, although Dubs or whatever that guy's name is, Dobbs, whatever, Dubs, he he's gonna play, I'm sure. Um, Alan Lazard has uh 13 uh, receiving yards on on the year. Um and one touchdown. Well, guess what? The Tampa Bay Bucks are really good at stopping receiving touchdowns. They have one on the year. So it it's Alan Lazard who's touchdown or bust, which is kind of historical. I know that's only last week he played, but it's that's what he is. He's not a yard getter. You know, he's he's a touchdown guy. He's a he's their their big target that um is in the red zone uh, most often. I think there was there was um some stat that you pulled out Tommy the last year, two years ago that uh, he was one of them, him and the Adams were the top two most targeted guys in the red zone or something like that. Uh, but that's all he is. And, and he's not going to get it this week against Tampa. I think as I've already alluded to um, most of what the Packers are going to have to do is, is work on the ground. Aaron Jones had a good week last week. AJ Dillon had a good week the week prior. Um, we haven't seen much out of the receiving, even, even uh, Rogers tossing the ball around. So it's just all around going to be rough for any kind of air yards in this game. And that's why I'm sitting Lazard. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I love the Lizard King, the Komodo Dragon, but yeah, just because he's active doesn't mean he's a good play. Um, I'm sitting Chase Edmonds this week, and this, this one hurts uh, because I was, a, I was a big advocate for him. Uh, especially if you're going zero. Actually, if you went zero RB and you did take my advice to take Chase Edmonds, you probably don't have another option. You probably have to start him. But I would guess that a majority of fantasy owners who own Chase Edmonds have other options. And it's it's not that I think he's a bad player, right? And I don't I don't really buy the Raheem Mostert is the starter hype, but I do think that this is more of a split backfield. They're going against Buffalo. We don't really know what to expect moving forward. Like you probably have better options than Chase Edmonds and your flex or even your RB2. Um, then like, I think it's a fine play if you put them out there. It's just, I, I wouldn't if you don't have to, right? Like that's kind of where that this like give and take in fantasy football is, is like there's teams that you might have Chase Edmonds. You have to start him. You have to play him. Could be a 10 point guy, but like, his floor feels more like six points and his ceiling only feels like 15. You know what I mean? So it, it's that balance there. And I know somebody's got Mostert, I think is a sleeper this week as well too. So I, one of those things that if you don't have to play Chase Edmonds, I wouldn't, right. I would only play him out of necessity, not out of luxury. Yeah. And I think the Buffalo matchup is a big influencer on that factor too. Cause right. Buffalo just looks like a freaking house this year. I don't know who's going to stop them. So I, and I don't know who's going to run through them because it wasn't Derrick Henry last week and it wasn't, I mean, they're, they're just too good. So 
Um, I'm you hate to do it, but they're a team that you just don't play running backs against. I mean, last year I said multiple times against Tampa Bay's defense, just don't play your running back, whoever's facing off against them because they're not going to have a good week. I think we're looking at that with Buffalo this season. So um, definitely a, a good sit there. And, you know, flip side, Scotty, Scotty's the one who has Raheem Mostert as his sleeper. It's unfortunately he's not on to defend it, but at least as a sleeper, we're talking about a different threshold of points. <laughs> right. You know, right. this is the last man on your roster. You, you know, you had an emergency out. Who can I toss in that maybe grabs a touchdown and scores? And, and you know, I saved my day with him. Okay, yeah, sure, Moser makes sense. But the expectation of a flex play or a running back start out of one of these guys in Miami, yeah, I, don't, I don't see it. Especially yeah. after we saw him score 38 points against Baltimore, and neither one of these guys was impressive. Right. I mean, this kind of reminds me, too, of the um... – of the old 49ers, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, where like Tevin Coleman was never used in the red zone. He was like the 20 to 20 guy and Devontae Freeman was always in the red zones, right? Like there's a, there's a sense of it. I mean, it's an easy comparison, right? Cause of Mike McDaniel. Um, But there is a sense of like, if you had to make a bet on a running back scoring a touchdown, Right now, you're probably making the bet on Raheem Mostert, and I can understand why Scotty's saying he's a, he's a sleeper, right? And he's more widely available, right? Like, yep. sleep, like availability's baked into you know a sleeper. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I'll give you another uh, even further back example, just because I was watching those old uh, Panthers highlights today. How about D'Angelo Williams and uh, Jonathan Stewart? Yeah, that's a good one. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, very I similar. Do remember that anyway. one. <laughs> But yeah, I was actually I mentioned D'Angelo Williams the other day because I was uh, watching the Browns game. Uh, so last night and we were talking about old, um, well, the Steelers, uh, old Steelers running backs that used to be just workhorse running backs. Oh, yeah. And he was there the, the year that Lev Bell got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> oh. That's a good, good throwback name. So it's good to bring up the past. Speaking of sleepers, um, I guess I guess I'll just uh, jump into mine. Uh, I'm, I'm up. I'm up. Robert Woods. I don't feel that great about Robert Woods and Tennessee Titans right now. I'll tell you that. Don't don't at all. Um, but I'm willing this into existence because I think that and I said this to in one of our, our one of our write ups about the Vikings and Adam Thielen. There needs to something's got to give right. There's their coach is a good coach. We're not talking about, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. We're, we're talking about Mike Frabel who has done it before has, has been there um, and knows how to turn around a team. And I think that they're, they're going to do it. I mean, last week was an eye opener. The Buffalo bills stopped. I mean, I mean the Tennessee Titans got stopped by Buffalo bills so bad that they were playing backups in the third quarter. They took out the starters and that included Robert Woods. And he had, he already had four receptions and 40 yards. So I wish that there was a little bit more to go around for him last week, but again, something's got to give the Raiders are a, a defense. I think that they could capitalize on. I think that there are some weak spots on their defense. And I think that, um, they can get their wide receiver one going and and not to mention to Traylon Brooks is coming up and he's, he's taken a slow start to the year, but, but he's a good talent. And if, if you can get something going with Burks, that definitely means you can get something going with Woods. So I think all around the, the passing attack is going to be a, a little bit higher because even, even Derek Henry is not looking good right now. 
Yeah, and, and yeah. we've seen Derrick Henry start slow before, but he usually gets it going by week three. So if you get Derrick Henry started, you get that play action started, and then Tannehill is working on that boot right. where he he plays a really, really good offensive system out of that play action boot system. So if he can have that all going and Robert Woods can kind of capitalize in some space, I think I think you've got a great sleeper on your hands this week. I Personally, I would not be uh, scared of starting Robert Woods in in most formats this week. Um, I, I like the matchup. I like his, I like his ability more than anything. Like take my sit, I would sit Antonio Gibson and play Robert Woods in his place. If I, if I had that decision that this week, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just like real quick too, cause Craig Dows and I were going back and forth in in uh, dynasty talking about looking at your roster. I was like, Oh, I wish I could go to Craig and buy Robert Woods. Right. Um, because like, here's the thing. Tennessee scored 27 points two weeks, right? Like, and they've done it by only targeting Woods six times. Kyle Phillips has fumbled two times in a row. Traylon Burks isn't dominating, right? Like that passing game hasn't done anything. So the something's got to give is more than likely getting Robert Woods nine targets a game, right? Like that's probably, I think, where where it kind of has to go. You just gave him a shitty contract, so I can't (laughs) find yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to. I had some asshole in the corner go twenty dollars when went one from twenty dollars. Yeah, if Woods was sitting on your roster at eight bucks, you'd be getting hammered by me with offers. But it's just I'm not eating twenty six or whatever he's on your freaking team for. You got some shit contracts, man. <laughs> that was not my fault. <laughs> Does you want to go or you want me to take this one? Yeah, you can take yours. Yeah. All right, so I'll, I'm taking Ashton Doolin as a sleeper this week. Um, I, I'm starting to hate anything tied to Matt Ryan, but, like, I don't know. He, he can't be that bad, right? Uh, Imagine if he's your second quarterback in a 2QB league. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Uh, dude, I, yeah, I have him too. Um, the reason I'm always I, I mean, I think I think Doolin is, like, a cool story. I think he's an athletic player. Um, and with Pittman banged up, like I'm, I, I'm might be in the minority thinking that he's the clear number two. I know a lot of people still want Alec Pierce to be the number one. I don't know how you can oh, be. I completely agree that. with you on that. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I think Doolin has cemented himself as the number two. Michael Pittman's banged up, and I had it up uh, earlier who they were playing. Um, they're playing uh, Kansas City, right? So they're going to have to throw the ball. And, and, and I just want to, on the Matt Ryan point real quick, similar to the way that New England goes to Miami and never has success, Indy does not have success going to Jacksonville, right? Like Jacksonville's always played Indy very, very tough. So I'm willing to give Matt Ryan a pass uh, in the sense that I will still buy your fan. I'll, I'll still buy your wide receivers. I don't buy Matt Ryan as a fantasy starting quarterback, um, but I can still buy that passing offense. One, I think the volume is going to be there with Kansas city. And two, I, I just, I, I like dueling as a potential flex play. If you need it. I also tossed out uh, Greg Dortch, just another cool story guy popped up out of absolutely nowhere. Like reminds me of Antoine Wesley from last year. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm cool with that. Right. Cause Ron Moore's out. What's his name's, uh, Isabella uh, is suspended. Isabella. Oh, Hopkins will be, be gone. I mean, it's really just Marquise and Dorch, right? Or Dort, Dort, Dorch, Dorch. 
and and AJ Green looks like a thirty-five-year-old AJ Green. He looks like AJ Green. Antoine Wesley is still on that team, though. He's just on IR for the first four weeks, but um, right, right. with a hip injury. But yeah, I love that. I also to to piggyback off your dueling comments, Paris Campbell is still on Indy. He played eighty-six percent of snaps last week and saw two targets for no catches. The guy <laughs> is just a ghost. He might be out there, but he's running track. So. It's, yeah. He's just he's out there getting his exercise in. So um, very very interesting. He's, Alec Pierce did. He's, clear he's trying to take. Today, he's oh, okay. Yeah, cleared it today. He'll play Sunday. But I was gonna say uh, I agree with your point. Doolin seems to be the number two at least for now. Paris Campbell's taking the Richard Penny approach, where yeah. he's going to suck and get hurt for his first four years, and then three 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 games at the end of the year, he's going to do really well. Yeah, it's, it's a smart play. Then you get your contract, and then you're on to the next one. Um, yeah. you'd be hurt and then again. suck again yeah exactly um all right i'm gonna take my sleeper mine is probably like the least sleepy of all the sleepers because you should be aware of this guy since he put up 14 points in week one but then he goes out and gives you kind of a dud in week two jarvis landry i'm talking about for the saints here but he played tampa bay and i think people kind of forget because tampa doesn't have like these elite name corners but their defense as a whole is fantastic and they force offenses to play poorly against them almost weekly so he only gave you four and a half points but he still saw five targets he had four catches he just only turned into 25 yards because why tampa tackles well and he plays a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage and does a lot of his damage in the yard after catch arena so put him back out there against carolina and he's going to trend a lot closer to the 14.9 points he gave you week one against atlanta because carolina's defense has kind of sucked when we really expected them to be very very good on paper this year you know they got jc horn back they have um the other cornerback that i'm forgetting thank you very much uh they got brian burn they got all these all this talent on their defense they just haven't put it on the field in any successful manner so I'm thinking that you see Tampa, uh, sorry, New Orleans come in and throw the ball a lot better against Carolina than they did against Tampa a week ago. Jarvis Land, um, Jarvis Landry will benefit from his relationship with Jameis Winston. All of this bundled up into probably a 10 plus point game for Jarvis Landry. And he's being started in like 9% of leagues last time I checked. So that's why I took him as my sleeper. That's a preposterously low start percentage for a guy who should get you double digits all, you know, with uh for all intents and purposes so that's that's my whole spiel every year he's good for one passing touchdown too so i mean maybe this is the week anytime now yeah is he the one that throws it lefty or is was that ranton randall or something like that he could i don't know if he's lefty already i should know i don't think it's him but Either way, I feel like every year Jarvis Landry throws some sort of touchdown. So he's Jarvis Landry is such a cool player. You should just start him just because he's cool. Fuck the Landry to MT. Oh, yeah. Jarvis Landry's touchdown pass was the first left handed touchdown pass thrown since Dez cool. Bryant, yep. who apparently yep. was also a lefty. That's who it was. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't even think he is a lefty. I think he was just rolling out to <laughs> the left. <laughs> just just yeah. a boy. All right, you want to get into the uh... – Oh, yeah, uh, these time. dart throws are supposed to be tight ends, Tom. Oh. Oh, we're doing, we're doing tight ends. We're doing tight end dart throws? Yeah. Tight end dart throws. Ah, shit. All right, you guys go. All right, well, Scotty off the top took Brevin Jordan, uh, Houston, I believe, tight end. I don't, 
I don't think he's going to play. I think he wants to change that. Yeah, he's going to need to change that because I think he's out slash like healthy scratch. I think really, I don't think he's hurt. So we'll see. Oh, he's he DNP. I'm pretty, pretty sure he's not playing. Um, yeah, ankle. I'll out. go ahead with ruled mine. Off, ruled out for week three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's he's done. Uh, I'll go ahead with mine. Um, I have Isaiah Likely. I did check. He is only one percent owned. Um, I still think it should be higher than that, but or one percent starter or something like that. I can't remember exactly what our our metric was, but he is the tight end two for the Baltimore Ravens. They play against the New England Patriots who I think are struggling. Kyle Duggar also might not play, and that will be a big deal. Um, Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely have been tearing it up. Also, Bateman, like, I didn't think this team was going to be able to pass as well as they have been, but they have been, and doing it, and, and Lamar has been able to throw it to anyone. Um, so I'm, I'm going with a, a, a way, way down the list, Isaiah Likely. Because I told you, my boy Lamar is just slinging it around because he wants that fully guaranteed contract. The guy's nasty. You can never doubt him. Did you hear Bill Belichick comment about it? He never comments about anything, ever. And they go, oh, yeah, you're playing Lamar Jackson this week. How good do you think he is? And he goes, let's just wait and see how much money he makes. Like, <laughs> what a what an intricate comment for someone who never talks about anything. I if, hope that if, means the Pats are going to give dude, him a fucking fully guaranteed contract. <laughs> Could Please. you imagine? Come on down. Sorry, Matt. We'll trade you straight up. Here's Mac. <laughs> I like Mac, but I'd take Lamar in a heartbeat. Oh, um, all right. I'll hop into mine. I'm taking CJ Uzoma. He's playing the Bengals this week in a revenge game, and I'm always trying to take a revenge game guy for my dart throw. However, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. It took him out of the game week one, didn't play week two, but he was fully uh, upgraded to a full practice participant today. So, if he plays on Sunday, I like the start. I think they paid him 30 million bucks to be a tight end. I know Conklin has been the guy so far, but if there's a game that CJ Uzoma was going to show up and put himself on the map in New York, it's this one against his former team. That's really it. It's really just, it's good. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. There's no facts to back it up. I'll give you something with no facts. <laughs> I'll give you a tight end with no facts. Donald Parham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Six, eight. 237. I'm saying it just because people need to know this guy's name. He's fucking a monster on the field. Uh, still, you know, he's questionable. And they say questionable with a hamstring, but I swear to God, he's still dealing with concussion syndromes after he, like, basically died last year. Uh, maybe, maybe like, his brain just, like, sent signals and be like, hurt your hamstring. <laughs> uh, and that's what happened. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He, he's been on the field. Like, this is a dynasty tight end of mine. So I, and the only reason I liked him is because when I watched chargers, he's constantly on the field, um, which kind of sucks for like Gerald Everett because Gerald Everett was looking like legit. But, um, but yeah, if you just want to toss a Hail Mary out there and he's active, just, just do it. There you go. Plus, yeah, I mean, shitty Daniels can only throw to tight end. So, and he's six, eight. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that hit he yeah. took last year was scary. I remember watching it live at your house, and we were like, oh, God, stop the podcast. This guy is not getting up. He's not moving. And then he played, like, the next week. <laughs> he, he was, like, having a seizure. Do you remember that? Like, he was yeah. shaking oh, yeah. off the field. Oh, yeah. It was scary. Yeah, it's not ideal. I am going to hate the day I see somebody die on the NFL. On the we field. saw a nasty one on uh, night. Thursday night's game. Yeah. Um, yep. Not even – not even a hit. The guy belly flopping a, a downed defender. I mean, yeah. Well, move. so he 
got hit by him or like blocked by him or whatever. And I don't know, his entire leg blew up. And then he he did. He he just did one of the people's elbows to him on the ground. Yeah, just I mean, saw him for, took a second or two and went, yeah, it's like, I'm just going to jump on you. Yeah, what's yeah, his name? Yeah. Okorafor. He like face mushes him. So illegal hands to the face off the bat. Guy gets hurt, goes down, and he's like, <laughs> you ever see a five-star frog flash? <laughs> Do you want to? <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And again, the, the, the ref's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, illegal block or something. Not Definitely not even unnecessary roughness. Don't even flag him. Like, the NFL is just woefully inconsistent. Oh, uh, Tyler Johnson, I think it was, or, or someone put out a video of it, tagged the NFL on Twitter and goes, if he doesn't get suspended, then you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> they love to see it. You know, what's, I want to see if he got any. Uh, well, I guess they wouldn't come down with a discipline yet, right? It would take at least a few days. Yeah, we'll get a headline for him. Yeah. Oh, Chukumwa Okorfor says he was just playing the ball when he jumped on Anthony Walker. Dude, I, I did see a, uh, a funny TikTok of a guy trying to explain the, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in Cleveland Browns game to his wife. He's like, oh, that's Kareem Hunt, the one who kicked a lady in the face. Oh, that's Miles Garrett, who took the helmet off and hit another guy. Oh, that's they're waiting for Deshaun Watson. Who's going to <laughs> Like, oh, wow, these two teams are really pieces of shit. Well, literally. I texted my buddy after that guy jumped on him, and I was like, Miles Garrett takes his helmet off and tries to hit somebody with it on the next drive or I give you my next paycheck. (laughs) I was like, fuck. (laughs) I really thought he was going to do it again. Uh, Well, hey, they got one more game. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, I think we would probably start wrapping this up. This will probably be the last time you hear from us for for week three, right? I know the burners are going to have some bets going out there. Craig's going to have his injury article. So like all of those injuries that we went over, you can go to topshelffantasy.com. Craig will have an injury article out there telling, you know, kind of giving you some heads up and some some insights into that. Uh, Those those also have defense. That's that's one one key thing is whose secondary is banged up to. Right. Yeah. So there's some insights in there to like even help you match up wise. If you're like between two different players, like you can say, okay, you know what? These, you know, this guy's got the better matchup because so and so is out on the defense and stuff like that. Um, And then I think, I think the next time is Tuesday next week that you guys get back together to do Monday, Monday night, but it'll be released Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I probably won't be on that one. Um, Maybe I will be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think that'll probably be the next time you uh, hear from us. It's past Thursday, so Craig would have already done his drunk TikTok, so I can't direct you over there. However, um, you can probably find on um, Twitter or TikTok or somewhere else in the next couple of days, Craig owes me a shotgun for our David Montgomery bet. Oh, so. shit. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I just thought of it because it says shotgun bets in the docket. <laughs> Damn it. On, on, you should do that one on TikTok. We yeah. should love- figure out a way that all of us can get in there and just post oh it. so we did someone one of us we don't know who created a top shelf fantasy tiktok under the top shelf fantasy uh email account it's the same password we all are in it yeah. so oh, we got access but we, so don't know you, who, yeah. we don't know who invented we don't know it who just. did it because the picture of it isn't even our full logo it's just the it's just the 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 bobblehead guy. We all drink too much and start to get wasted and made a freaking TikTok one night. Yeah, I wonder if I did that. And just like totally we think it was you because I don't think I did it. Yeah, I, I probably did. did it and then like went to create a video and I was like, this is overwhelming. Fuck this. I'm I'm just gonna go be a nerd. So uh, 
Top Shell Fantasy is the actual TikTok handle name. There's nothing on that one. There's only the three drunk ones of me on the uh, uh, my own Craig Penny TSF one. <laughs> I'll go and stitch them or something. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll figure that out and then get it out uh, Tuesday or whatever. Maybe we'll start using that stuff. But in the meantime, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Top Shelf FNTSY, TopShelfFantasy.com. That's it. That's that's it, folks. It's the Looney Tunes. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Thank you.